Left. Right. All right, you made it. This is episode 61 of Sip Talk. I uh, joined uh, with me today is James Bosnieder Boswell, bartender extraordinaire, professional referee of soccer, professional accountant, and part-time philosopher. Um, we're talking about the gender pay gap here, so I would love your input on this. Uh, I think James brings a lot of good content, a lot of fact to uh, the discussion, so I'd love to know your point of view. This is Sip Talk. Grab a drink and enjoy. Welcome to episode 61. Today we'll be discussing the gender pay gap, among other things. Um, I literally, I just ran in here, popped everything on live. Um, I had to stop at the Home Depot now that I live in the suburbs in pretty much the country and I had to pick up Roxel. However, they said they sold 31 pallets of rock salt today. And do you know what was left? Two ripped open bags. Um, and there was rock salt all over the last pallet and just two ripped open bags just sat there sad. About 15 people stood around looking to ask supervisor help. And I heard the guy, I didn't ask the guy how many pallets, obviously, no interest to me. Uh, but I, you know, I heard the guy say, look, that's all we had. We ran through it all. So I just grabbed the bags, started shoveling as much rock salt as I could into the hole in the, in the, you know, uh, in the bag, threw that shit in my cart and said, you guys are going to hook me up with a discount with this, right? And he was like, yeah, we'll do something. And then I went onto the store and I grabbed some paint supplies, rolled up, checked out 90 miles an hour. I arrived here. I actually, I, I drove by the house by accident. Just, I don't know, where am I? Oh, who's back there? Um, I'm just getting used to this lifestyle. Uh, I've had a shovel for years. I haven't used it in, uh, uh, probably four years since we had a big snowfall. I had to dig out the motorcycle um, so it didn't get knocked over by a plow. And and now I have like five shovels, a handful of rakes, a bunch of brooms, push broom, pull broom. Well, that's good. With five shovels, you'll be able to shovel out your driveway five times as fast. I, I actually think <laughs> that when I got the shovels, they just looked like the same thing with the rakes. They looked like the cheapest. I mean, I don't know. I grew up and it was like a heavy duty rake with a, with a solid wood stick. This is, it, it feels like somebody just glued together sawdust to make these the sticks of the fucking rakes. So <laughs> the shovels are plastic and the plastic is like ultra thin. And I bought like, you go to Home Depot, there's like good, better, best. I try to buy the best of everything they have because it's like a dollar difference. What do I give a shit if I spend an extra dollar but I don't have to buy three, three shovels? But either way, in most cases, the best model they had there was shite. Um, so again, we're going to be talking about the gender pay gap. Um, I'm going to crack open a drink. I recently found uh, this beer called La Fin du Monde. Have you heard of this one before? Yeah, it's a Canadian brewery. It's double fermented in the bottle. It's really, really good. Um, Is it Canadian? It says Belgian style. Oh, Belgian style. Okay. Yeah, it's a Canadian uh, brewery. I don't, um, any, I don't have anything. I don't, the other day I had some fires over here. Um, 
But, you know, that's... Yes. I want to talk about something. Well, do you I, have a glass to pour that in? Fuck no. It's coming right out of the bottle. Um, I actually... I think I, I drank this beer in France. I, I could be wrong on this, but... Um, and at that point, mm-hmm. it was out of the bottle. I don't that would surprise me, but... It would surprise me. I can't track down this beer I drank in France, so I think it might have been this one. I don't know. Um, I guess you just have to go back to France. Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think it's going to happen for any, any... Well, one, fucking coronavirus. Nobody's going anywhere fast. Right. Um, but I just... I was in the car. I was on the phone. I was on the phone with Scott Hastings. We're talking... You know, we grew up... We didn't grow up, you know, of the best means, but we didn't even know it. We just... The idea of hiring someone to rake your yard or hiring someone to shovel snow or fix your car. Like these weren't things that even occurred to us. Because it wasn't well, you guys crazy. hired someone to plow your driveway because it was we a had big somebody driveway. plow some of the driveway, not all the driveway, some of the driveway. Also, that because half of our driveway was technically city property or town property, the town actually turned their plow around. So they had to do a three point turn in our driveway. So for the most part, the town plow guy would plow the majority of the driveway. So we got very lucky with that. Um, but yeah, we didn't have to shovel the whole driveway, but there's a lot of places that needed to be shoveled. But, but a couple of, couple of things that I was just, I was going on and on about in the car. Um, just, you know, us building, well, the point that I want to get to is just us building this weak ass generation that, that people are not resourceful and, you know, what we started, you know, we were talking about something. I'm like, look, if people now are worried about fucking, they're afraid to eat wheat because they think they have celiac disease, which is so fractured, like no, nobody is fucking allergic to wheat. And maybe they are. It's like one uh, to 2% of the population. And probably less. I imagine that there's misdiagnoses, misdiagnoses that are bringing that number up. I don't know how they test for it, but you know, that's my faith in doctors. Um, but I just, 1.4%. 1.4, so less than two. And again, I still think that's probably a lot of misdiagnoses. Well, between 0.7 and 1.4. So I was kind of close. But, you know, we went as far as like, you know, I saying they need to bring back the draft to toughen people up. Um, uh, that's a bad idea. Sure. But I think, it, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea if we just all had to do it. You know, by, halfway through this following generation, we just eat it and deal with it. Um, you know, for the, I, when I pop something, when I pop a beer open with something that's reasonably hard and people drop their, you know, drop, some people look at me and they're like, how did you do that? And other people are just like, he just, yeah, can I, can I have that thing and open my beer too? It's, it's, there's an increasing number of people that are just, you know, chin on the ground going, how did that happen? Because they've never had to do it. And I think that this, it's what pisses me off is this increasing number of people that, that are just kind of awestruck by normal shit. Um, you know, but, but you know, the, the Purell generation where people are basically washing their ball sack with Clorox bleach, you know, because, because they don't want to have any bacteria on them. There are certain bacteria that you have to have on you. I, you know, I was going on in the car when I was on the phone about how people in Manhattan Bring, they, one, they put shoes on their dog when the dog walks outside. And then they, the dog comes back inside and they clean the dog's feet off. But the, the, they were wearing shoes. Uh, yeah, either way. 
you know, somebody will let their kid pet your dog, but then they take their kid in the other room and Purell the kid's hands. This, we are building, there's no question about it that people now are weak as fuck compared to, you know, how people were even 20 years ago. 20 years ago was 2000. Like we were listening to Britney Spears and that was relevant mainstream. And I would call that some pussy generation. You had guys singing to the Backstreet Boys, guys singing to Britney Spears. That's, that's some pretty pussified people already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that nobody, no, no male in our high school was singing along to the Backstreet Boys. I don't know. I go to parties now, Backstreet Boys come on and, and guys sing it. And, yeah, today. But in high school, nobody, <sighs> I, I don't you know, remember any, any self-respecting dude singing along to the, to the Backstreet Boys. And, and I'm pretty sure if any of us heard about it, it we would have taken care of it. <laughs> Probably. You know, uh, I, w- I said in the car, I was like, look, I get the do- you know, I get like dogs are dirty. You know, like I won't, I won't, um, I don't, I don't want to own a dog in the city because I don't want to pick up dog shit with a plastic bag. But if I step in dog shit, you know, I'll, I'll take my shoe off as long as it's dried and clear that shit out with my, with my thumbnail, you know, because, and then I'll, then I'll wash my hands. But I'm using soap. Like, I'll use dish soap, maybe. If that's yeah, How are you going to get this stuff underneath your thumbnail? Are you going to use, like, a toothpick or something to scrape it all out? I'm probably using the back side of my thumbnail to scrape it out, not going under, you know. And Oh, I'm just going to take it and hit, hit the shoe on, it, like, on well, the curb to, like, blast it out. But, but either way, like, you're dealing with it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not washing my hands with Clorox, you know, or gargling ammonia, you, you know, because I don't know. It's just... Yeah, that's, that's probably not recommended practice. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised. People are, you know, Trump said you got you to gotta bend over. Inject and bleach. Sunshine in your body. And I watched <laughs> that live and I was like, I can't believe he's saying this. And then I watched like the Twitter stuff and the news feed. And they're like, Trump told people to do this and they're doing it. He didn't tell them to do it. Well, well what happened was he asked if something could be done where you're injecting disinfectants into the right. And the reason why he did that, if you watch the full clip, if you back up about three minutes or whatever, there's an actual doctor talking about how to disinfect surfaces and stuff like that. So they said like, yeah, if you spray bleach on like a surface or that someone's on, yeah, that'll kill the virus. And like, also surfaces outside sunlight will kill it because like the virus can't survive in sunlight or whatever. So Trump in his infinite wisdom takes what he has just heard in front of him about something not even remotely related to the human body and says, Oh, all right. If that works for like a glass countertop or something, it probably works for internal organs. Oh my God. Um, but so, but then people did shit like that. They're well, gargling fabuloso. That's because there's a cult-like following for him, which I will never understand. It is, it is, it is weird. I don't like Trump, but I will, you know. But there are certain elements of things that he does that I that I do like. I would say I'm mean, overall a definitely a definite definite dislike. But, but like uh, for the cult-like following for him, so I I don't like uh, I don't like watch- the bl- I don't like the blind following of anything. And, and that's where the cult like gets into it. Sorry, go ahead. But no, so for like cult like followings or whatever, if you look at videos of cult leaders, the ones that were really successful, like Jim Jones in, J- in Jonestown back in, I think, 1968 or something. When you watch videos of those people, you say, all right, this person 
is not only charismatic, but they're intelligent enough to know how to manipulate people. And th there is a certain air of charisma to Trump in a perverse sense. But what I don't understand is when you listen to him talk, how in the world can you think that this is a person that understands things and is knowledgeable about a range of topics? How can you come away from anything that Trump says where he's, not, where he's not, not prepared remarks where somebody else wrote it for him and all he has to do is read well, off a teleprompter? When, is the, when Trump is just spitballing, how can you come away from listening to his speech and say, that seems like a pretty intelligent, well-balanced person? This is because people don't think for themselves and there is no critical thinking. And if you're listening to me saying, but I, I think for myself, do you always, I question everything. I heard this great thing about aliens this week and all this stuff. And I was like, that sounds super plausible. Very unlikely, but super plausible. I don't believe in it, but now I have a small fraction of my mind open to the possibility, but I still don't believe it. Yeah, and and, and oh, it's just critical thinking that my mind will open to the possibility of, oh, you know, that's a compelling argument. I still think it's total ba totally bad shit crazy, but like provide me more evidence. I'm open to I'm open to hearing the argument, but I don't just say, well, that sounds that I didn't know this, but actually I just reshape everything I believe because someone else made it. Well, and that's probably the best thing that you can say whenever you hear a claim that that you haven't heard before is provide me with supporting evidence. Citation. I ask that people bring up, people are like, oh, you know, they said this week that such and such. I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. Who, who said that? And like, well, no, yeah, I was reading. I, I, you know what I love? Where, where were you reading? You know what I love is when somebody tells me they've done a lot of research. Do you, I don't know anyone who's been to a library. And you I don't need know a library anyone, to do research. I don't, uh, hold up though, hold up. But that's, when I think of research, I think someone pulling a book as, as, as a resource and then cross-referencing it with another, with another source. And are like, well, these two things that you can find in a library, which I won't go there, but you can find in a library probably better than what you Google. Now, sure, you don't have to go to a library to do research, but are you evaluating your sources that you're finding online? And, I don't know. Well, it's in my job. One of the roles that I have in the office is a lot of times the um, people ask me to do research on tax or accounting questions for them. And a lot of times I'll start off with the Google search yeah. and a lot of accounting companies will run a blog where they talk about various things. So oftentimes my first hit is going to be some accounting firm publishing their opinion on something. And I'll look at it and I'll always look at it skeptically because it could be outdated. It could be somebody's opinion, but it'll usually lead me to the source. So for tax, it's going to be the, the internal revenue code or some revenue ruling or something like that. And for accounting rules, it'll tell me like where in the accounting rules it is. So usually what I'll do is I'll use the secondary sources, a jumping off point, And then I want to look and see what the actual rules say and then compare it back. The actual legal jargon. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you can figure that out. You want, you want to know how to write a paper really effectively, really fast, is you, you go to the Wikipedia page. And then click and, on the sources. And then you click on the fucking 
sources, you dumb shit. You don't copy the shit from Wikipedia. And you don't reword the Wikipedia shit. You go to the sources and you do that there. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you do that. And if, if you're lucky, um, I think we just got banned now on fucking Facebook. For what? Um, <laughs> if you, if you, we're get banned on these live sources, man. Um, but if you look at the, the, you know, where the sources are and you go there, oftentimes you can find related sources and you can pull information from there. Um, uh, I got to know what we're getting banned for all the time now. I, what? what are, I got banned on, on Craigslist. I tried to list my iPhone and then I created a whole new account. I didn't create a whole new account. I used kind of a burner account I use on Craigslist. Um, and, and, and I got banned there. And then I try to do it with like an incognito. I don't have a VPN. I, I don't have the, the uh, mental capacity to set that up. I can't. I'm way too ADD to figure anything out on my own. You, um, you download a program. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that's all there is to it. Yeah, but unless Apple does it and it's an app, I can't do it. And right, I know so that sounds really lame. I just don't have the... I don't know that's the, so I, lame, dude. I don't have the time and I don't really want to do it. Like, I, I should do it. When I have the time, I may spend a Sunday morning where I'm drinking coffee and I'll do it then. But until that reaches the top of my to-do list on a Sunday morning where I, I drink coffee and look at Twitter or some shit, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a little while. That's all. Um, all right. So we got to get into this gender pay gap because if somebody tuned in for that topic, I've done them a disservice for just – just going on and on yeah. for, for 15 minutes, which is, which is my bad. I got, uh, you know, I got to vent. As, as you want to do. So, um, I got other shit I want to, I just want to vent about too. But, uh, you know, I, I was going to go into this episode and just call it fuck the birds. Uh, I heard the phrase two birds, one stone so many times today. It just, <laughs> the last time I hit it, I, I just shouted, somebody's, yeah, actually it was, I was on the phone, with, it was with Scott Hastings, and he goes, yeah, you know, two birds with one stone. I just go, fuck the birds! <laughs> Nobody likes the birds. I don't know where you guys are finding all these stones, you know, you're not on like the pebble beach here, but nobody wants the birds. <laughs> and also... Since when was it ever a good idea to try and kill a bird with a stone? Like, they're really quick and stones are, they're quick and small and stones are relatively hard to aim. What, what are we, I mean, what are you like, David, with your little uh, uh, thing? <laughs> your, your uh, what's David's sling? Slingshot is, yeah, sling or slingshot. I think it was probably a, a sling. Yeah, it was a sling. But they anyways, they hadn't, all right. they hadn't progressed to the slingshot technology back then. Let's get into the topic that we're supposed to be discussing tonight. All right. Well, you you All right. So So before... can we just can you give a back? Can you give a backing on how we how we're touching this and what where this came um, from? Um I'm pretty sure it's coming from our question and answer session where somebody asked a question about this. And then I said, that's a topic that's, that's going to require more than just a five or 10 minute answer. We should really devote a whole, a whole cast to it. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. I don't really remember, but let's just dive right into it. Cause before, before this cast, my roommate asked me, he said, what are you, what are you doing for the podcast tonight? And I said, gender pay gap in no way can two white guys talking about, 
um, a women's inequality issue go wrong. So um, whatever this, whenever this topic comes up, um, the, the often quoted number is that women receive 78 cents on the dollar um, for work. And anytime I hear that statistic, I get angry because while it's technically true, it misses a tremendous amount of nuance to the point where it's downright misrepresenting the issue. Because the 78 cents on a dollar, there's a really, you have to take, um, you have to look at things in two, define two terms. You have to look at income and wages. So income is the total amount of money you bring home in a year. Wage is how much you're earning for a given amount of time. And so the 78 cents on the dollar is income, not wages. Now, when you actually look at, when you normalize for um, things like the amount of hours worked, and whether you're full and part-time because even let's if you're a full-time worker you are probably getting paid more than a part-time worker per hour because full-time workers tend to have more responsibilities and so full-time workers get paid more than part-time workers for roughly the equivalent level job um mm -hmm. there is also um overtime worked and when you normalize for all these factors the gender pay gap still exists and it's somewhere between 89 and 93 cents on the dollar, which is still not good, but it's a lot harder to get upset about seven or eight cents on the dollar than 22. I would argue about three times as difficult to get upset. And so, <laughs> okay. But there's still, a, whenever, but there's still a, but there's still a difference and there is. people are going to get upset. However, However, there are certain industries where the, the gender pay gap either evaporates or reverses. Um, when I was taking my business law class at the College of Charleston, starting out on my uh, second, second batch of education for accounting, um, the professor was talking about the gender pay gap. And he talked about how when you normalize for work in such a way that it doesn't matter if a man or a woman is doing the job and the job's basically the same wherever you go, um, you tend to see that the gender pay gap goes away completely. And the example he used was pharmacists. So in the pharmacy world, um, the gender pay gap basically doesn't exist at all. In fact, um, it's actually women earn about a dollar and two cents per hour because in a lot of ways, women are better workers than men, it, it, at least in the, the pharmacy world. Um, so, so the reason why the gender pay gap exists is a variety of reasons. The first being that women tend to, women disproportionately work less hours than men. Women are more likely to take a part-time position. Women are more likely to take time off work for family reasons or to start a family by having a kid. Men are more likely to work overtime. Men are more likely to work a job that is either hazardous or has some kind of risk involved and those jobs tend to pay more. Um, and then you can also, men are also more likely to be represented in, in fields that pay high, such as engineering, technology, and science roles. And there's probably some socialization to, to take into account there in terms of why don't we get more women into those fields. But 
You can also look at another social factor, which, and this is a perception that probably bears um, some reality, is that women tend to negotiate less aggressively than men. So you could have two equally qualified candidates in everything but negotiation skills, and women might negotiate a less, a lower wage than a man would. Um, and then there is going to be sexism, and there, there, there is certainly some discrimination that takes place here. But the discrimination doesn't account for twenty-two cents. We're not, and we're not arguing that there isn't sexism. I don't think. I don't think. We, there was just a comment that said. I strongly disagree. We're not arguing that sexism doesn't exist and it doesn't contribute here. We're, James is giving you a list of factors that affect any pay gap. You could, you could apply this to the age pay gap. You could apply it to whatever else you want to and dissect it that way. We're just discussing how it breaks down across genders. Right. And, and I'm, I'm not saying that discrimination doesn't exist. It certainly does. And I would argue that the portion of the gender pay gap that is associated with discrimination is wrong and it needs to go away. And that still exists somewhere to the tune of seven to 11 cents on the dollar. However, when you throw out the figure of 78 cents on the dollar, that's deliberately misrepresenting the issue. And I think it causes more, it, it it leads to a lower respect for the cause because that number is patently absurd. But let's, let's, I want to touch on some football. And I don't mean tackle football. I mean, soccer football. And that, this is, this is where we touched on it the other day. And I don't know, I don't know where this suit stands now. I guess women's football is suing, national uh so the women's national team sued the u.s ussf united states soccer federation um because when they went to the world cup the 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 amount that they were paid for going to the world cup and the bonuses they got for their successive wins and eventually winning the entire thing was far less than what the men's national team was i think the men's national team for just showing up to the World Cup, got more money than the women's national team did for winning the entire thing. Okay. Now, how many people watch the men's World Cup? Probably so, right? so the, the, the men's final in the World Cup, its worldwide ratings are over 1 billion people watch the men's World Cup final every four years. Okay. How many people um, watch the women's World Cup? I don't know. Let me Google that. Can we measure it in billions, though? Uh, almost certainly not. Okay. How about hundreds of millions? All right. So uh, using the – all right. So here we go. So in the United States, which is a poor measure of soccer popularity, but we'll just use this because these are the numbers that I can find quickly. So the men's the, – the 2018 Men's World Cup final had – almost 18 million people, whereas the Women's World Cup, okay. Um, was that Men's uh, World Cup where the U.S. was still in it, or were we talking about the finals? I'm talking about the final. Okay. So, so, the, US, so, the, US so the Women's World Cup had a rating in the United States of 14 million viewers. 
So 18 versus 14. Now, if we look at the Women's World Cup worldwide, it was 1.1 billion people watched the Women's World Cup final. I'm actually... Okay. Um, okay. So, look, I'm, I'm open to changing my opinion on this. Um, but I just, I've never seen a professional women's soccer match. It's about actually, so the, the world cup final is about the same between men and women. I'm surprised by that, but that, that, um, now, now we're fucked. Now we're fucked. Now, now it's not holding up. So now I would like to see how, what the counter argument is outside of what our perceptions are. Here's the counter argument. All right, I'm open to it. Um, so the way that a lot of national organizations get their money, so United States Soccer Federation um, or like the FA in England, and every country that has an international team will have some kind of national association to administer the sport within it. And the way that a lot of their revenues come in is going to be through sponsorships and promotional deals along with dues being paid. One of and, the comments, one of the comments I'm looking at right now is about sponsorships. So, right. And so <clears throat> worldwide, there's a lot of countries where women don't play sports and we can argue about how wrong that is because it is, but the reality is that in a number of countries in the world, the so FIFA is the global organization. So all these national associations pay dues to FIFA, and all these sponsorships. If you're in another country where women don't play soccer as much, there's not going to be any sponsorship money going to women's soccer teams because they don't drive revenue, and so FIFA is not going to be putting as much money towards the women's game as the men's game because worldwide it doesn't drive as much revenue for them. Well, United States is an outlier here by so far. So how do you, yeah, okay, fair enough, especially with the stats you're getting. So how do you change that? Um, my thinking is potentially through getting more women revved up to watch women's sports. Um, and um, through skimpier clothing, I think, I don't know what women's soccer players wear, but it, it ought to be less than men. I'm joking. That's... I'm joking. But I bet you women's volleyball gets a lot more viewers than men's volleyball does. At least on the beach side, it does. Um, what, you know, they just made a crazy, uh, they just made, uh, what is that like hip hop dancing called? Uh, where you spin around on the ground. Break dancing is an Olympic sport. Break dancing is now an Olympic sport. Um, that's wild. I don't, I don't think I enjoy, I think I would enjoy that maybe less then uh, what's that shuffling thing they do with the thing? Curling? Curling, yeah. Curling, great sport, man. You'd be surprised. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say that curling is a way better sport than something like dressage. What is that? That's like it, fancy horse riding? <laughs> is that an Olympic sport? Yeah, look it up. Okay, well, there's a lot of Olympic sports I don't know about. So, yeah, dressage is where like you've got a man or a woman in like Victorian era tuxedos, like making the horse trot in awkward ways. Interesting. Um, just I wasn't paying attention to it when I did it, 
because I was hot and heavy here when I when we came in. Um, <clears throat> I want to show you how to open up a beer that's not a twist top with anything basically hard. And here's how it works. So we got. Sorry, I got. I got to pause. This is a segue. Maybe we'll. Maybe while we'll you're try. doing that, I'm going to do a little bit more research on the. Uh... You do your research. Post it in the background. Maybe we'll drop your bar supplies link, but I say we hold off until we get that affiliate on there. Here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna grab the beer by the neck. All right, thumbs up. All right, just like you're holding a, a broomstick with your thumb up here. And you gotta get a really solid grip. You're going to stick whatever hard object it is you have between your index finger, which is gonna be about a centimeter or so, half inch, down from the lid. So it's going to look like this if you guys are looking. All right. And you're going to hold the cap, hold everything in place with your thumb. And you're using this index finger as almost like a fulcrum here. And you're just going to apply pressure down on whatever item it is that you have. And it's going to open up. It's really easy shit. It's like changing your own oil. Um, if you guys are live right now, Give me a thumbs up or give me a comment if you've changed the oil on your vehicle or if you go and get ripped off every time you need to do a $22 operation. And if you're paying 22 to get your oil changed, you are getting the shittiest oil possible. I'm saying if you do it yourself, you can do it for 22 bucks and you can get some really premium solid oil and probably a new filter. If you're going somewhere, they're charging you for labor. So they're probably charging you 15 bucks for labor and they're giving you probably used oil. Um, I don't think you can get your oil change anywhere for 22 bucks. But, uh, but I wanna know who's been able to change their own oil. Uh, we got a hello from Brazil. Uh, you so should... Is it about knowledge of how to do it or actually doing it? Because I know how to change my own oil, but I don't have the tools or the space to do it. I live in an apartment, where am I gonna do it? Well, I haven't been able to either in New York City. I, I you know, try to do work on a bike or the car on the side of the road. And I want to have the place for the storage of the, of the tools. Um, Lisa said she does it on the edge of a table. I used to do that, but you will be surprised. I saw somebody do that in the office and will strip their fucking head off. Unless you're doing it on the edge of a metal surface, you are the top yeah, you're gonna damage beer, the edge of it. The top of a beer is metal. What you're doing is basically punching this into the table, assuming the table will be harder. No matter how hard the table is, unless it is something harder than metal, the metal that a beer cap is made out of, you are doing damage to that surface. I, oh God. Even doing it on a granite countertop, I've done it before. I've taken chunks out of a granite countertop doing it. Yeah, and, 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 and you drink a lot, so. Not anymore. Well, no, not of the, the last week. Uh, I'm thinking about now that I haven't really been in the gym, I may do, I may do like a crazy fast and just post about it. Um, you mean complain about it? Yeah. And, and just be miserable about it. Um, because right now, like muscle, uh, I'm not so much worried about retaining muscle because I haven't been able to hit the gym so much. So I may just try to do like some weird shit where it's like, no, typically I eat like every three or four hours religiously. Um, and I don't try to run more than three miles or so. Sometimes I'll do like a five or six mile run. I think you and I did like a six mile run once. That was yeah, a long I couldn't run do that anymore. That was a long run for me at the time. 
because I wasn't trying to do long runs because you burn muscle. But now that like, I'm just, I, you know, I, I, I figured the beginning of this year, I was going to take two, three months and just let just, I wasn't going to be miserable about not getting into the gym and not being able to pursue fitness the way I wanted to and just kind of roll with the punches. And now it's turned into like 10 months, but either, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not being a slob. Uh, I'm not, I'm not indulging myself as I normally do when I can go to the gym for 90 minutes a day and do cardio for 20 minutes a day. Uh, I'm not indulging myself or consuming as many calories. I don't like eat ice cream every night. I have a few drinks. I'm not like crazy binging when it comes to drinks. So um, I'm not going crazy, but, but I am just like, Hey, you know, life isn't normal right now. I will, I will accept this two or three month portion of my life that's now turned into 10 months and say, you know what? I don't have abs. You know, it is what it is. Um, which leads me to the next point that I want to make is, you know, there's a lot of people right now that like their life is falling apart because life as they've known it is changing. They can't pay bills. Um, and, and they're really desperate and, and they're in a bad place. And I, you know, I have respect for these people, but I feel like there are a lot of people that have not been quick and are likely not going to make changes in their life. If you live in, now I wasn't exactly a bachelor, but I will tell you my, my last rent cost three grand a month. The garage cost 450 a month plus car payment and insurance and the motorcycle. And at the end of the day, you know, when you, you know, with internet and electricity, you're at like 4,500 bucks. All right. Now that's modest by New York city standards. 3000 is the average rent for New York city. I was living in a one bed. Now, if I was all on my own and I hit total financial strife, first thing I would have done is moved in with roommates. And I would have brought my rent down to a thousand bucks a month. And then you're paying $20 for internet and cable or internet. Um, and you're paying $20 for electric across the board. Um, but, but, you know, I, I hear, I listen to a lot of NPR. I listen to a lot of talk radio and I hear all these stories about, you know, I heard somebody, you know, uh, they owe $5,000 in rent and they don't know how they're ever going to recover. And 5,000 is a lot of money, but they failed to take any action at all. And they continued living their regular lifestyle and they made, they made no moves at all. And now they're claiming what was me and their life is, is coming to a crashing, you know, uh, abrupt disaster. Um, but what did you think of the world changed like this? The world stopped spinning and you kept going and you wonder why you ended up somewhere you didn't want to be. Like at some point you gotta, you gotta throw those brakes on, take your ice pick and, and fucking jam it in there and say, you know, what? I'm going to change some shit up and I'm going to make some moves in life. Um, and it may not be like your ideal, but if the entire world changes instantly and you do nothing, of course you're going to get fucked. And, and, and if you're looking back at me saying, I've done nothing, woe is me. 
I'm going to look at you and say you're a fucking retard. The only argument I can come up uh, with against that or to mitigate would be on estoppel grounds, which would be some of these people might not have made any changes because they were under the impression that relatively soon things would return to normal. So they didn't want to take on the significant costs of changing up their lifestyle with, because the idea is, let's say, uh, I'll make something easy. Let's say you were a bartender and you're in an area where all the restaurants are shut down for some period of time. And you're told in a month, restaurants are going to open back up. You say, I can make it for a month. I'm okay. not going to. I want to just slip. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to, I, I want to go ahead. Do what, do you're going to say, I'm not, I don't, I don't want, I, I, I want my old job as a bartender back. I can't work it right now because the restaurant's closed, but I've, uh, I've spoken with the owner and I've been following the news and the restaurant should open up again in a month. So I don't want to take a job right now knowing that I'm only going to work it for a month and I'm going like, that'll, that'll look bad and that'll reflect badly on me. Or I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money going back to school for something I'm not necessarily interested in when I have this plan that's going to fall back into place in a month and I have enough funds to make it for a month. So they're not changing anything about their lives because they've been promised some kind of resolution. And then one month turns into two and two turns into three. Fine. Exactly. Nine. Fine. Exactly. Because now it's been, now it's been, this started in February ish. It started in December really, where we started hearing about some stuff. I think the end of December, Things didn't actually start moving in this country until late February, early March. Exactly. So we felt at the end of February, beginning of March, we started getting affected by it. I remember business slowing down the second week in March and being like, this is bullshit, guys. This is bullshit. And then some people being like, I'm not coming in anymore. I'm like, this is bullshit. Now it's affecting me. Either way, they shut our office down, I think, on March 20th. And we were originally expecting two weeks. So two weeks in, obviously they extended that. And a month in, they extended that. And at this point, I was realizing that this is, I can't count on what they're telling me. I can't expect what, what I should expect. I have to think longer term. And I know it's shitty. And I, I'm like a full-blown alcoholic functioning. I know a lot of people that work in bars. I love, I have some super favorite restaurants, super favorite bars all across Manhattan. And I like, they just, so they shut down indoor dining again in New York City. So the only thing they were allowed to do was takeout or outdoor dining because they have all these structures built outdoor on the streets in Manhattan. And just today, because we have an impending snowstorm, they shut down the outdoor dining. So takeout only. So yeah, basically takeout only. So now your cost of just a, first off, restaurants don't make, do you know that I used to, I've had a lucky run last decade or so. I used to go out to a restaurant and order food and, you know, maybe I'd get a drink, a beer or a cocktail. 
but most of the time, no. And your bill was 28 bucks. Now I go out somewhere and I, you know, I hang out from seven o'clock until 11 o'clock and I'll have nine beers and some uh, chicken wings and the bill's $183 plus tip, 200 and I don't know, what do you tip on that? 210 bucks. I ate $14 worth of chicken wings, but consumed $200 worth of liquor. Now, if I'm sitting on my ass at my house and I'm about to make an order for food from my favorite restaurant, which the night before I spent 210 bucks at, am I making a $210 order? No, I'm ordering wings. I'm probably ordering some fries. I may double my order of wings if I'm with somebody else. I'm going to get some fries. For a while, you could order liquor for takeout. I would maybe order, a, you know, an $18 uh, half quart of Negroni or Old Fashioned or whatever. But those always turn out like shit. Like, you want the presentation. You want the nice glass. You don't want it to come in a fucking Chinese soup container with a smiley <laughs> face. We love you. Order from us more so we don't fucking die as a restaurant and, well, and now, I'm, I, now I'm 80 bucks, which is a high amount of takeout order. I'm 80 bucks on my fucking takeout. Uh, you know, $11 is going to the fucking delivery guy. There's going to be a fucking surcharge for delivery. And then 15% of that is going to the delivery service. The restaurant is getting the fucking steel rod up their ass. And then the restaurants, you know, that's all they got to fucking pay. It doesn't work like that. It does, like the so do you know how do you know how restaurants price their food the the general formula i don't know the formula but i know there is a formula and it's like 30 percent is is cost at the door and the rest is profit or something that, that's pretty close that, yeah. that that's close enough that we're just going to say that's right um and so do you know how they cost their liquor and their their their, their let, me, beer? let me just pause one second all right guys i get it support your local restaurants if you have a place you like order from them it's going to hook them up that's not going to save them. What's going to save these places is, is going after your governor or going after your mayor. That's what's going to save them. Not ordering an extra, you know, two beers from them once, once every two weeks. That's not going to save them. And you should do that. You should continue to go to your places because you know your ass is saving money every other aspect of life. So order from your favorite places. It will help them but it's not going to save them. What's going to save them is going to your governor, going to your mayor, and going to your, your Congress people and complaining up their ass, lighting them up on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else you can. Sorry, James. So we're talking about the cost of, cost of selling stuff. Yeah. So, so you're, you're right about the food costs. It's generally in like the 30 to 33% range of the total, the, the food costs that go into a meal. So if, also, if a meal costs 10 bucks. What I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. I just had to throw this in there. On the gender pay gap, I probably tip female bartenders and waitresses more than I tip dudes. Just throwing that out there. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we, we, kind, we kind of bailed on the gender pay gap. I, no, thing. we didn't. We didn't. We're there. We're there. We're square. We're not leaving it. If you guys are watching us and you're missing some of this, you can catch the full segment on YouTube or any to watch us in video or any audio podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts. And we would love to have you guys join, subscribe. It'll help us out big time. 
allow us to get this message across to you guys. So not just this message, but all the topics we want to talk about, and they are usually fueled by the users and fueled by the viewers, users, viewers, listeners. Um, but my bad. I got I to gotta give it up to James. He's going to talk about the restaurant end of things. Yeah, because so one of the clients that I, I do regular bookkeeping for is a restaurant in Charleston that prior to the pandemic was doing pretty well. Um, I, but um, so food costs 30 to 33%. So if you've got a, 10, a $10 menu item, it's probably got about three to $3.30 of food cost in, in, the men, in, in, in that dish. Now, beer and liquor have a higher markup. Beer is generally in the four to 450% range, which means that you're looking at 20 to 25% of cost and liquor is even higher. Liquor is usually in the five to 600% range. Now these numbers are going to vary depending on what kind of a, a restaurant you're in. If you're in fine dining, you can mark all these prices up. If you're in a dive bar, you can mark them down. But also how your another is poor. Well, yes, this is assuming, this is assuming constant, constant portion sizes but the other thing about um liquor and beer sales compared to food sales is that food spoils much quicker than liquor does so your inventory is much more volatile and requires a lot more maintenance on the food side so you so food sales in general do not carry a restaurant um it's really hard to make it as a restaurant on food sales alone because you need to do a lot of volume in food sales to overcome your fixed costs. If you're doing the, the standard 30 to 33%. That's which is, which is where, you know, you're, you're seconding my opinion from a factual and restaurant owner standpoint. And so it's, and yeah, like you, you make your money on the booze and there are some restaurants that will price their food even lower with the idea of roping people in it like so the the origin of bar peanuts where like bars bars used to have just peanuts and other like salty snacks on the bar that they would constantly refill for free with the idea okay. that is if you're having a whole bunch of salty stuff you're going to be thirsty and order more beer my favorite bar in new york city in harlem harlem public used to constant and i love this constantly serve you the saltiest popcorn and i love salt and who the fuck doesn't love popcorn and you know what they uh they stopped making popcorn well coronavirus probably killed that no 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 years before really they opened in 2000 late 2011 or 2000 i think 2012 they opened uh i didn't become a regular until 2013 but they uh they quit on the popcorn uh, you know, in the last three, four years, and it changed the whole vibe for the bar. But popcorn, and it, the issue was they always had issues with the machine. But you drink a hell of a lot more when you when you are sucking down your drinks to quench your thirst, and they're full of yeah. fucking alcohol. And your cost on popcorn is so low. It's it's peanuts. It's nuts. It's seeds. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> But yeah, um, but to your point about going after your governor, or your mayor to protect the restaurants, I don't think that that's necessarily fair because the governors and mayors would love to support their restaurants 
but they don't have the funds to do so. The cities and, and state governments are out of money. That's true. But so they're also imposing crazy shutdowns. Well, they have to, they feel that they have to do this to protect public health. We can have an argument about whether or not that's correct. But the point is, they're not doing this to own the restaurants. They're not, they're not doing this because they want to shut them down. They don't, the governors don't like doing this. They're doing it because they feel it's right. Whether or not that's the case, I don't know. But, restaurants got to pay. They got to pay their people. And, and, and if you're at the restaurant level, you are, you know, you're, you're leveling up that gender pay gap. Uh, I imagine so. Um, well, what were the comments that we were getting uh, on, on my spiel about the gender pay gap? Because oh boy, you, uh, yeah, I'm lost on this. Let's see. Uh, let me try to hit some comments and we can maybe wrap a little bit after that. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, we got to go back a little ways. Even that pandemic, some people uh, live the lifestyle they can't afford. Uh, pay for synthetic oil. Let the oil guy do it. Uh, James has a nice shower curtain. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I forgot to close the doors tonight. It's too late now. See, that's why men get paid higher. What's this about? Uh, women worse in management position. I don't necessarily agree that women are worse in a management position by any. Well, that's a conception, and th so there's that. That's one thing that contributes to the seventy-nine cent pay gap, is that women tend to get selected for management and executive roles less than men, despite equal qualifications, but. Here's, here's another statistic that's really important. So when the, the non-adjusted female salary is 79% of males, but that's non-adjusted. That's just the raw data. When you adjust for education and like work, so two people doing the same job across all industries, that number becomes 95%. Now that 5% is still a problem. I will agree. Yeah. But it's a lot harder to get angry about 5% than it is 21%. But the 5% number is the real number. 21% is the number where when women take unpaid time off for a child or for family leave or women work part-time jobs, whereas men might work full-time jobs or women don't work as much overtime, women don't work as much high-risk jobs. That's the 79 cents. When you have a woman working a high-risk job and a man, a man working a high-risk job, you can expect that number to be 95 not right, but better. All right, let me keep hitting these these uh, comments. Uh, it's the sponsorship levels when we're talking about the soccer. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not equal, of course. Uh, it's part of the reason why we have less qualified doctors. Um, I like lady doctors. I, I don't know. So the doctor profession there's a, is actually a fairly well represented with women. Um, yeah, it is. Um, pro problem said, uh, he has a good topic for us. I'd like to hear what that is. Um, that definitely needs to go away, but the age pay gap definitely needs to go away. I, the age pay gap, really? Um, the age pay gap has many different factors that are separate from the gender pay gap because you can have age discrimination in two different ways. You can have old people being discriminated against because it, people don't want to hire somebody that they perceive to be less effective as a young worker. But you could also have young workers being discriminated against because they, the older people are perceived as more experienced. So you've got that. And then you also have the real world experience 
where you could have an older worker that is legitimately more experienced and better at their job getting more money than someone who's new. So I, I feel like the age pay gap is, I haven't done any research on it, so I can't comment. No, I, I was, for whatever reason, it hit me as younger people don't make as much money um, and that's not fair to them. But, but I think actually the real problem is older people are less hireable and less like less wanted in whatever field. So I, you know, um, but that, I, 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 I didn't research that for tonight. So let's not talk about it. We can either do it on another day, but I don't, I don't have enough. Let me share with you. Let me, claims. let me share with you my personal experience. Um, and I work in an office where the, it's a real estate office. I do 75 to 80% of the hiring for the company. So we have teams in the company, they, they do some of their own hiring. And we have struggled for years and years and years. And I would say with the exception of 2019, 2020, to hire a decent number of women. Not, actually, I shouldn't say hire, to retain a decent number of women. It's majority 20s and majority men that have been part of the company. And I don't necessarily believe it's the vibe of the office because right now we have a pretty decent split between men and women. And I would say right now we may actually have more full-time women than men. Um, but I find women, great women in the real estate and sales industry last and they fucking own. But oftentimes they're the first to dip out when they run through a period of sales where they don't close, where they run through a period where they don't close many sales. And um, when they get kicked in the fucking face, like you have some deals. I, I give this example all the time where I had a girl that had about $10,000 worth of commission pending on Wednesday. Um, and then two of her deals died on Wednesday and she took Thursday off to do like a spa day, some mental recuperation. And then Thursday, her third of the three deals died. And then on Friday she came in and quit. And then a month and a half later, she went to a different company to give it another shot. She did that for a few months and then she moved to another state and went to a different school. Uh, even though she was well-educated and she was a great agent uh, and she had the potential to make lots of money. Um, she, you know, I just, I, you know, I relate that to like guys being able to ask out girls and feel like they are so embarrassed and get kicked in the balls. And then girls are always on that receiving end. And, you know, when you put a girl in the position of being a salesperson, I don't that it's 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 difficult to articulate on that but but I feel like there's some degree to it like if you spend your life on a pedestal it gets very difficult to look up it, sure but like also like the selling part um you know the displaying is only a frat only a portion of the actual sales effort and marketing effort that goes into it um and I find some women are incredible salespeople um, and obviously, you know, there's some guys that get, you know, their face kicked in 
and they're just like, fuck this, I'm going to go do some other job. But, um, but it's definitely, uh, I see a higher turnover in women in the business and also expectations of work. Um, you know, I, I think that it's about being gritty and I, you know, I think gritty is a more masculine quality. Not that some women don't possess it, but I see it from my perspective as a grittier, more masculine quality. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm digging myself in a trench. Any word that comes out of my mouth. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to address one other thing. This is just kind of a personal crusade of mine. Is um, another thing that, and this is not specifically related to women but it overwhelmingly affects women compared to men which is like if you decide to have a kid that's going to affect your work and that's kind of a choice that that um, like it's impossible to avoid that pregnancy is going to affect a woman more than a man but if 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 i would say if you are really dedicated to your career um you'll find that a lot of times you're going to have to make a choice between how far do you want to go with the career or do you want to have a family? And, and I, I just look at it as if you choose to have a family, there's nothing wrong with that choice, but you have to understand that when you make that choice, you're giving up other things in life. And if you want to make a lot of money and you want to have a family, it's really kind of a pick one scenario have a family, make a lot of money. Cause it's really hard to, um, you see this a lot in the legal field where you'll have women coming out of law school that are promising and bright and excellent lawyers and they make it to a big firm and they're doing very well and they're working hard. They're putting in a lot of hours. They're making a lot of money and they're rising through the ranks and they will reach a certain point where they either decide that they want to have a family or they decide that the work just isn't for them. But disproportionately at certain ages, women drop out of the legal profession in the real high tier firms, women drop out of the, of the legal profession at a much higher rate than men. Some of that's motherhood. Some of that's other factors, but I look at it as if you choose to be a mother, there's nothing wrong with that choice but you don't get to simultaneously say I should be making as much as somebody who has like, if I take two years off or even six months off to raise a child, I should be making as much money as somebody who didn't take that time off. Look, let, let me tell you something. Uh, I, interesting perspective that just popped into my head. My mom gave up her career to raise my sister and I, and then when I was nine and my sister was six, my father passed away. So it was, ve- I, I watched my mom, I don't know how hard she tried or, or you, know, what, you know, what exactly her leverage was to get back into, a, you know, a working career. But, you know, I, I, I know that my mom took off from when I was zero, basically, to 13 years old to raise kids and have a family and then try to get back into, into a career. And 13 I, years is a long time. That's, that would be tough to go back to work after that long. 
Dude, think about it in our lives. Imagine 13 years from now. What I mean, fucking 13 years ago, we we was iPod or uh, there were no smartphones. No, they they had just come out because I remember. So 13 years ago was like the year that the first iPhone came out. Yeah, and I, I remember when we drove down to South Carolina, you had like the first one. You're like, check this out, man. We figure out exactly where we are. We don't. We're not going to get lost. Yeah, and then we were pulling over to Starbucks to to link off their fucking Wi-Fi with a laptop. Yep. <laughs> because we hadn't printed maps because we no. just thought we were good well, no, we, yeah we drove down with no plan whatsoever i had to call my girlfriend at the time so that she could tell us where some hotels were <laughs> oh man um all right uh all i want to say is fuck the birds all right if you see if you see two birds and you see a good rock nearby try to hit them both with that rock Hey, you live out in the country. I'm sure that they've woken you up plenty of times in the morning. So, look, I'm gonna, you know, I might. We got, we got a. There's a gravel driveway here. All right. I don't know how to shovel on gravel, but if I turn over a couple of extra stones and I see a bird, you know, I'm gonna hang on to that stone until I see two, and then I'm gonna throw it at both of simultaneously. Two birds, one stone. Um, I just, yeah, I want, I'm really curious on the genesis of, of two birds, one stone. Um, you know, two girls, one cup is something I've, I've spent 15 years avoiding, but two birds, one stone is something I, you know, I, I'd really like to, to learn about. Uh, I gotcha. All right. Pause on, that. To... pause on that note, guys, if you're watching us now, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, if you're watching us live, uh, we are also on YouTube, and we are also available on all audio podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, uh, Apple Podcast, wherever your podcast comes from, you can find us. Search Sip Talk. You will find us. Subscribe, share, make some comments. Uh, we love re- you know, responding to your comments and your questions, and we love including your comments and your questions in our live chats. This is where this episode came, came from, the gender pay gap. Um, and to round us out on our way out, James is going to explain two birds, one stone. Greek mythology. It's believed to have uh, originated from the story of Daedalus and Icarus, where they're trapped in the labyrinth of Crete and the Minotaur is coming after them. And Daedalus killed two birds with one stone to get the feathers to make wings for Icarus. Get back to those birds, man. Wasted wings, wasted wings. Mm. Yeah, considering what happened to the wings eventually. Exactly. You know, every when I, whenever I'm out with somebody who's eating chicken wings, and they eat the chicken wings like a pussy. And if you don't know what that means, I have always eaten chicken wings, and you eat every piece of meat on those wings. You bring it down to the bone. You eat the cartilage off the end. You're really there for the flavor. So anything that so- soaks up flavor needs to be ingested. Um, but I tell people you disagree with me. I feel like there are a couple. No, of people, I've got. I, there are a couple. I, I'm of people, going to tell a story as to this is going. To, this is an ad hominem. Just a couple of people that take a bite off of each side of the wing, and I always tell them they're doing a disservice to the chicken. And, and you know, the chicken died in vain. You know, that chicken died, and you were not honoring it having lost its limbs. By, by just doing such a disservice, by not, you know, if, if, if I'm going to die and somebody's going to cook my ass, 
and they're and they're just gonna take a bite out of here and a bite out of here and throw that shit away. I've died for nothing. I've died for nothing. All right, affluent prick. Sorry, so, go ahead. I'm going to tell this story as a way of framing framing the uh, the narrator here for for your um your chicken wing rant. So I remember in high school one time you told me a story about how you made a sandwich and you wanted to make the sandwich look nice. So you took a toothpick and you stuck it through the sandwich. <laughs> I remember this vaguely. I, I... And you tell me this story. You say, yeah, it was a really good sandwich. And like I had a toothpick in it and I eat the whole sandwich and it's delicious. And then I look at the plate. There's no toothpick on it. So for everyone who's listening about Justin's opinion on chicken wings, you're also listening to the opinion of someone who will get lost in the flavor of something to the point that he eats toothpicks. My counter argument to his is I eat chicken wings like a quote unquote pussy because I'm only going to eat the good parts of it. I don't want to eat the cartilage and like the bone marrow and crap. I'll just eat the good part of the meat. And you know what? Affluent prick. Yeah. What a waste. Yeah. This chicken has been, this chicken has been delimbed for nothing. All right. All right. So we'll just have to start putting toothpicks in your chicken wings. (laughs) It's not going to slow me down. Clearly. Uh, All right, guys. I appreciate you watching us. Episode 61, the gender pay gap. I would love to hear in the comments. I'd love to hear um any feedback from you guys obviously there's a lot we missed we had a lot to cover today mostly not related to that it's my <laughs> bad um but we love you guys and uh we do this for you guys so thank you for joining us james i will catch you later thursday all right thursday i'll see you cheers adios Thank you for joining us. Let me know in the comments what you think. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We need all the subscriptions we can get to continue to grow. But thank you for being here with us today. I like PBR. I just got priced out of it.